Okay. So we're live. Yeah, we're live. We'll give it a couple. We'll give it a few minutes for people to start joining us. This is this is the pre-show for the people who aren't watching us live, who are listening to us later <laughs> on audio only. <laughs> I can't see the wonderful stuff I have behind my head. Then, right? Is that a new flag? Uh, that's the pirate flag that flew over my house uh, and on the ship. Then I have my my rebel flag from Serenity over here still doing its thing. Cool, cool, and I cool. Have my, I wanted poster because I'm being overly, you know. Like, <laughs> I like the look of my face. It's pretty good, except my nose is wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> How will they know it's you? <laughs> they somehow do. <laughs> wow, nobody's joined us yet. <gasps> We're terrible. We're never, never going anywhere. Nobody we loves us. Our, we can't have our podcast <laughs> with a podcast without it, without people. I know. I think my show and tell is in the podcast within the podcast. <laughs> tonight. Well, if but nobody's watching this really live. Yeah. Well, if nobody's watching this live, then, I, oh, there's two people all of a sudden, unless one of them is Jack. There's just one nope, person. I'm not watching at the moment. So then we got two people. Hello, two people who joined us. Two people. <laughs> two people. That's, yeah, that that's was the show. That's more than some of my YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, we got we got one more minute before we actually go, before I actually really start the show. Um, say hello. Say hello. Hey, it's Vice Sci Fi. Hey. We see you too. And Nick. Hey, Nick. Oh. Seems like we're just being f f being filled with steampunk I and mean, with steam chest lovers today. <laughs> well, good. I, I, I knew there was a reason why I asked you to join us. Whether they stay with us or not, you know. It's like, it's like, I knew there was a reason why I asked you to become a co-host because you, I knew you had somewhat of a base. <laughs> a little bit more than I had. It's it's kind of it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a floundering thing. But but you still more. Oh, you know, you're talking people. about people, not not actual places. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. People. Well, you know. people. Yeah, you have more. You have more of a, a listening or people base than I ever had. <laughs> as myself, we're growing, it. we're growing it. We're here. At the I know. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. the fact that we got the fact that we got steampunk Bubba Fett and the uh, and the Necrofessor. Necro I mean, you know, they brought their people too. Yeah, and then you uh, you have what's her um what's her name? Oh gosh, uh, our the lady. You who mean hired. Nikki? <laughs> it, oh, keeps, it keeps arresting me all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our sheriff. Yeah. I just know her as it's you again. The, <laughs> Hello, oh, you. No. Blue stocking. Blue stocking. She always brings a blue stocking. Yeah. Yep. Classes yep. the place up. Yep. I'm sorry, Vi. I feel like I'm in my lounging around the house, you know, smoking jacket. I don't really have a hat to go with that, except my fez. The fez is I mean, some, sometimes hat. I mean, <laughs> you don't really want a hat when you're with you with a scar. I mean, it's just there's just no reason to have the. I don't know. Maybe there's a smoking hat. Look up a smoking hat. <laughs> I feel like the hat would trap the smoke underneath in front of your eyes. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see many people with a cigar and a hat unless it's like, like they're outside with a cigar and the hat. I don't really see anyone sitting down inside with a cigar and a hat unless you're like playing cards. I guess. I mean, or it's like a really <laughs> right, right. Well, well, it is. Part of the saloon isn't the same as lounging in your home. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, it's 8 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and do the official oh. intro. Right. Hello, you have once again found some, the Texas Steampunk Connection. We are once again, I said that twice. Anyway, we are broadcasting to you from our various bunkers and airships throughout the multiverse. And uh, once again, we are talking steampunk. You like steampunk? I have steampunk. We have steampunk everywhere. We have steampunk in the left. We have steampunk on the right. We have steampunk coming out our ears. We have so much steampunk. <laughs> you like steampunk? We've got steampunk. 
<laughs> and guess what? We're here to talk about it. <laughs> but first, I, I don't know if first. we can follow up that that opening. <laughs> but first, we are doing the the podcast within the podcast of what are you drinking now? Um, I am going to go first. I found a beer that I didn't know was canned. It's from Fourth Tap Brewery. We've been to Fourth Tap a few times. I have not been to Fourth Tap in over a year. <laughs> well, I haven't been anywhere in over a year. Yes, this I've been is called. Places. Bat Bat Country. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Coffee Stout. I really like this beer when it was on tap at Fort Tap. I did not know they canned it. If they you know, if they if they just recently started, good for them because I found it in my H E B. So I bought one and it's I just had it. Well it's, it's, let me see if it's as good as I remember. It's hard to beat fresh, right? Yes. There at, at the it is it is still pretty good. It's nice, smooth, very smooth, creamy taste. There's no bite to it. It's a nice, very, very smooth drink. I like it a lot. <laughs> nice. Is it? Does um, it taste a lot like it does if it was fresh uh, off the off the tap? Not as fresh, but still pretty good. I mean, okay. you know, nothing like like Vax was saying. Nothing can can really beat fresh out of the tap. <laughs> yeah, when I was over, I was over in Ireland. And I had Guinness. Like it was a completely different thing over there than it is. I here. hear that. I've There's heard that. Yeah. About the, the little nitrogen <laughs> capsule that they have in ours over here helps. Yeah. But it's 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 a different animal over there, almost. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've never tried it, but I've heard it. Um, if and or when I ever wind up over there, I will definitely try a Guinness out of the tap. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no slurping the slurpees. What was that one movie? Anyways, <laughs> no wheezing the juice. No wheezing no the juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Back to the eighties. Wow. That's yeah. a... Hey, I'm old. What can I say? The kids aren't gonna get that joke. Um, well, no. Look no, it up. We'll, it's have, funny. we'll have him sit a couple chairs down. We'll have him take a couple <laughs> chairs over there. That's that's a something I learned that today. Apparently, it means if you're being weird or like off-putting to a group, and the young people want to tell you to like leave, it's like you go fill some chairs over there. Huh. Okay, oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Okay, rude. Yeah, very rude. Very rude. Mm. Go a couple chairs down. Kids. So anyway, I, I definitely recommend Bat Country if you can find it. And if and or when we are safer and best to go, visit Fort Tap. It's in here in Austin. Not too hard to find. Oh, you, you Bat Country. Why does it sound? We can't stay here. This is Bat Country. It's a... Uh... <laughs> What's that? That's that... Fear and loathing in Las metric. Vegas. Yes. Metric, metric Boulevard. That's what I was looking for. It's on, all right, right on Metric Boulevard. And there's, there's a few other breweries not too far away if you're doing a little brewery tour. Uh, Circle <laughs> Brewery is right there. And yep. uh, well, that's the only one that comes to mind. But, <laughs> but there are several. So anyway, what, so what are you drinking, Fax? Oh, Rita's here with her water. Hello, Rita. Hello, Rita. That is smoky sweet wine with a side of cherry diet Pepsi. Oh, <laughs> all right. Where, do you, where okay. do you pick up cherry diet Pepsi from? The oh, cherry diet Pepsi for tree. Okay, <laughs> I, I got something special tonight. Something special oh, I oh, found okay. on the internet. Um, and it starts with tea. Tea. Got it from HEB. I mean, it's, I, I guess it's good. I don't drink tea, but I was going to give this a shot because I saw this on the internet. So, <laughs> all right, with Earl Grey, you want to make sure. All right, how, do you like strong teas? Nope. Like, no. I mean, all right, do you drink coffee? 
I'll put it this way. Yes, I do. Earl Grey is probably the closest tea to coffee. It is exceedingly strong. So if it's too much, you will probably want to put a little bit of milk or cream in it. And... I've got a better idea. <laughs> He's got oh, something else in it, I'm sure. <laughs> this is some Irish cheap whiskey. Irish whiskey. Now, taste it before you pour that in, because I'm sitting here going, that's going to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried this already, because it takes a little time to set up. Okay. I, bought, I got some fairly cheap Irish whiskey, because I wanted to test. Mm -hmm. I think if I did this again, I would buy... So this was like five bucks. If I just bought $5 better whiskey, I'd have been better off. That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's a little rough, but that was part of the experiment, right? Uh -huh. Yes. And what do you expect so, from cheap Irish whiskey? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's all right. For what I paid yeah. for it. To me, cheap, expensive, whatever. It all tastes like burning. <laughs> so I, I took a, a tea bag of this Earl Grey tea into my roughly two fingers of Irish whiskey. Let it steep in there for, I tried it for one minute and then I tried it for two minutes. At one minute, it clearly brings down the, the harshness. And of the whiskey? It, of the whiskey. Okay. Clearly a, a more desirable whiskey. Interesting. Minutes, I can really pick out the, the orange peel and the black tea and the Bergamot, bergamot, bergamot uh, oil that is very strongly scent uh, flavored in that in the, the Earl Grey. And, so it's starting uh, to taste more like the tea instead of the whiskey at that point. Well, it's still very whiskey. But okay, you, but you can taste the tea. Okay, those those tea notes are are forward enough that I notice, and I'm not really a connoisseur of I'm fine. I'm intrigued. Tea. I've never thought about using Earl Grey to steep in. And cheap whiskey. I will but, post the video after the show, but uh, I found this on the YouTubes on a channel called Whiskey Tribe. Oh, and they uh, they do taste tests of a number of different teas and their whiskeys, and uh, it's it's there are wins and losses, but the the black tea, the, uh, the Earl Grey, was their favorite hands down overall. So I just tried that one. Interesting. But okay. th this worked out so interesting, I could see trying a few others. Um, you have opened me up to the world of the fact that one of our best teas that we have in our box is the Earl Grey tea from T-Punk Teas who we run uh, into in uh, uh, Steve Punk November all the time. Sweet. Yeah, so that might be something. I, I wonder if like a Russian caravan would be really good. Yeah. Uh, we have some of that in the house someplace. But it's so gray and makes you wonder what else you can stick in your whiskey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you only know. <laughs> or where else you can stick the tea bag. <laughs> so that's that is my show and tell tonight. Um, give give this a try with a moderately priced whiskey and you'll be i think you'll be quite quite uh, pleased yes i actually i'm considering now um looking at doing some of the tea punk teas because they got some wonderful flavors and i know like one of them is their oh it was a swiss chocolate with uh lemon and or blueberry and you if Ooh. you steep it long and hard enough it's like the best hot chocolate you've ever had 
and uh mm. yeah okay, not, not, that, I can that like stuff that. is I, fantastic I'm and i recommend going to give that their website try. and buying the big can of it because you're just gonna love it it's one of their best <laughs> things they have now do you put sugar and milk in it or yes just... yes you can okay. but i to me there's enough flavor notes in it that i don't really need the sugar at all and nice. so but i mean i'll put bailey's in it or something and it's just like even <laughs> better <laughs> But like I can see adding some of the whiskey to it just to give it that uh, give it a little kick as well for that warmth that you want. Um, I don't know. I love I, I haven't found a tea I wouldn't drink from tea punk teas with the sole exception of the one that has orange and not orange uh, a peach in it because I'm allergic to peaches. So, oh, well, yeah. OK, that's reasonable, I, I guess. Well, I smell it and it smells <laughs> because you don't like it, though. Like, so so as, on that note, what are you drinking right now? I am Joe? drinking Jack. I am drinking water because oh, it's no. been a day, and uh, I, I ran into a very bad moment when I realized that this was empty. Oh, and, uh, calamity! Calamity His, has uh, what, what? What's that bottle? Fallen us, Buffalo oh, Trace. Was, what is yeah, that? Buffalo Trace. You were right. His, buf His Buffalo Trace bottle is empty, folks. For those of you listening in later. <laughs> yeah, and I I drank the beer yesterday that I was going to drink today, and because. Uh, it was a day. It's a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man, but today I'm I rehydrating today. So yeah. I was slightly worried that I wasn't going to get home in time because I got stuck in New Braunfels because there was a car accident at 935 that shut the whole thing down. And I, everybody and anybody, everybody was just trying to get out of New Braunfels. So no matter what direction you drove, there was oh. just, there was just traffic not moving. You know, Ugh. east, west, south, north. No matter where you were going, there, nobody was going anywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, that so sucks. I, got, I was, I was, I was stressed out, but I was, ha I was, I was happy. I made it back in time. I was able to find my beer, and I'm online with you guys. So Ooh. things are good. So that that ends the podcast within the podcast. Uh, what are you drinking now? <laughs> Let's go on. Uh, Vice I I asked us, asking us, yeah, asked us, uh, where are you going to meet after the vaccine, or are you going to stay remote? So we haven't I, really discussed it, have we? I, I don't consider us we're remote. I mean, we're home. We're all home. <laughs> it's home now. We're, we're together. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. So I guess the question is, are we going to meet? Yes. And, and transmit. I mean, the um, last time we saw each other was like transmit dream. together. That, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's together. an interesting question. Yeah, and we never discussed it. We haven't really discussed it. We joked about it a few times, like going to a mini bar. One of those the mini bars you talked about that one time. Yeah, the mini bars. We, we can go to one of those and transmit from, or we we can go just go to the ghost town and transmit. I think they ghost town really should be our first place. It just although they, I don't think they stay open this late. Oh, <laughs> um, hmm. more would be quiet I, enough. But, but I'm more concerned with uh, what kind of uh, reception they have out there. Yeah, uh, that might be a little. Uh, uh, taxing too, but we should definitely yeah. go out there. We should definitely. definitely. Meet out there. We may we have meet up. a recording and then have it or whatever. Uh, a pre-record. Ooh, that's we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> do a pre-record if we have to. I got the gear for that. Well, I got the gear too. Yeah, we all got the guy. You got the <laughs> audio. I got the video. We'll be all good. Yeah, you definitely. I don't have the video for remote video. Yeah, I'm glad I asked though because I'm I'm very excited. Uh, if you remember last episode, I was going to get my. Uh, COVID shot, my first COVID shot the mm -hmm. next day. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. So when I got out there, I found out that it was the Johnson & Johnson shot. <laughs> I, I'm happy with it. I was happy to take it. Um, the, 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 so the chances of it is protected. And uh, in two weeks from then, I'll be 
fully vaccinated or as mm -hmm. full as it gets, and that's tomorrow. So <gasps> nice. I'm gonna okay, get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> as, yeah, as for me, I got my my second um, Pfeiffer shot last Friday, so I still have to wait. You know, like a week and a half or so before I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I I didn't. I had a little bit of side effects the next day, like maybe almost 24 hours later. I had a my, a tiny little fever, and my joints kind of hurt. So I, I slept for about two and a half hours, and then I just woke up with a, just a regular headache, no fever, just just a headache, and then I was good. <laughs> so, so I hear that I hear the Modera is the one that has the really bad side effects. Lex has um, had some big issues with the shots. Um, Hey, she has been down. It's it's almost like her body decided, oh, she's got it again, and is going through like a enhanced and sped up variant of going through COVID again. Oof, damn, and damn. My boss got his second shot yesterday, and he came into the office today. And this man is he played professional football for college and almost went professional after college. So this guy's big. He he's big, and his like his his biceps are big enough to like stretch the shirt. And it makes me look terribly pitiful and weak when I'm at work. <laughs> He's just like, let's do this. And I'm like, sure. But um, he came in and he looked like the tiniest person. His shoulders were hunched down like that. He just, you could, he just, like, there was no energy in this man. Do you, do you know what he got? Pfeiffer um, or Madeira? I think he got the the Pfeiffer the one. Um, okay. I think he got like, Pfizer. But yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it matters which one yeah. you get. Uh, if your body is, uh, not gonna prepared. react yeah. if it's not prepared for for the virus and the virus would hit you really hard i think the vaccine hits you harder well but, another thing that's been said is people who have issues with having an overactive immune system it goes nuts on hmm. this stuff and so if you've had it previous and your body's like oh hell no and just spazzes out like a like a, a hunting dog with a scent but can't find the the thing it's after it's just on alert at ridiculous your body just like nope we're going through it where we were sick we are going to you know take it to 11 and uh it seems to be that way for some people hmm. so i'm sitting here kind of like i can't i haven't got it yet do i i need to get it but damn this sounds like it's gonna so jack you haven't got the shot yet no not yet in in town they're not even taking uh, uh appointments anymore you just go in just go in get in line and you get it which I think is great. They should have been doing that from the start because well, that whole we jockeying for appointments thing was. Yeah, that was insane. Bad. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah. where do, do you know where you just go get in line and walk in or walk in and get in line? Um, any, any, not you can't just look? be anywhere. Uh, the Dell Diamond. Okay. Uh, had them. That, that wasn't the only place, but I was, I'm not really looking anymore, but. Yeah, well, I'm neither am I. <laughs> but it's just, I'm just curious for anybody listening in Austin who wants to may, who may want to know. <laughs> but Dell Diamond, try look up the Dell Diamond, see if they're what they're doing out there. Don't you know? Uh, so, so that was a good question. We haven't really discussed it, but we yeah, we'll think about it in a couple of weeks. I'll be fully vaccinated. Um, actually, next next broadcast on May fourth is the day after my birthday. Um, <laughs> Free comic day. Free comic day. Uh, it used to be. Well, the, the weekend, like the first week, the first Friday in May used to be free comic day. I don't know if they're still going to do it this year. <laughs> they didn't do it last year because of mm. because oh. of COVID. Yeah. Um, mm. And they kind of spread it out last year. They kind of like gave out a few free comics a couple of, a couple of days a month or whatever. I, mean, I don't know what they're going to do this year. I haven't heard anything about it. 
But anyway, so if there is a small, small possibility that I may not be able to broadcast because I'll either be off doing something else for my birthday okay. well, <laughs> or what day was it? as far as I know, I don't have any plans. What's that? Which day was it again? You said May 4th. That's the, that's our next broadcast right. day. May 3rd is my birthday. <laughs> so May 4th be with you. <laughs> yeah. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. That's a star Wars day. I, that, I have another date on that as well. There's something. Never mind that. It's 420 today. <laughs> indeed yeah today was the day of uh marinara big big marinara day today <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we'll call it. that's what we'll say yeah. got to keep it friendly on the on the internet here with that sometimes I've, I've seen some people kicked off youtube recently for, for less so <laughs> yeah well actually I, yeah i've heard so, okay, so let's let's move on. Um, what should we do first? Do we want to talk about, well, that might take a little while. Let's ask a quick question here. People watching, uh, uh, I've, I've seen two episodes of The Nevers. Do you want me to talk about them or should we, I think, I'm thinking we should wait till all three of us have seen all of them and then we can just discuss it in length at one time. Um, let me know. If not, I do have something that I can show you guys. I'll, I'll do that. I'll just, I'll just, let's do the, I'll do this. Uh, okay, no reactions so far. All right, no worries. <clears throat> so, Jules Verne. We have heard of Jules Verne many times. I read one of his books, The 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, he's been somewhat proclaimed as a steampunker. Well, maybe beginning of steampunk. I think he's like part of the beginning of steampunk because he was writing science fiction back in the actual Victorian times. Yeah, so it's like original <laughs> Victorian science fiction. Right, before they even knew, before they even knew it was steampunk. Yeah. He was, writing, he, he's, he was writing steampunk before it was cool. Well, before he even knew it was what steampunk was, <laughs> he, before he, far as he knew, he was writing, he was writing novels, he was writing books, science fiction, yeah. possibly science fiction. He was writing science fiction, um, and of course, as I, as we sort of define steampunk as Victorian science fiction, I think he's he's steampunk. Proto so punk. <laughs> he was proto proto steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I saw this comic. He, of, of another book he wrote, or maybe it's a short story. It's called. I'm gonna actually. I will share the video. I will share the share the screen once again. Trying to figure out what we're doing. Okay, Jules Verne's Lighthouse. <laughs> it is a it is a comic book. However, you know because it's Jules Verne, light you know Jules Verne. I figured I'll give it a try. I'll read it. It's a good story. But it has been completely reimagined, re reimagined, as I say, as a straight up, I mean, pure straight up science fiction. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Spaceship and everything. Yeah. Spaceship. Yes. Oh. They are in. They are in a space station on the edge of uh, like a black hole, and at, as the lighthouse, they are steering other ships around and away from the black hole. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Uh, no. Go ahead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. <laughs> And uh, so, I mean, the, the the story starts off. You know, there's a you know, well, pirates attack, and they take over the they take over the lighthouse, and that's as far as I've. There's only one. There's only one out. It came out last week. Number one started last week. Um, I liked it. It was a good story, but technically, it's not steampunk. Even though it has Jules Verne's name on it, it is pure modern day science fiction. Is what it is right now. It, this this interpretation of it, anyway. <laughs> oh. Um. I'll, I'll read the. I'll read this for the people who are not watching, um, people who are listening later on. Um, imprint Shadowline. It's an image comic. 
So um, at the edge of the galaxy, there's a giant supercomputer known as the Lighthouse. The only brain powerful enough to navigate ships through a Saragossa of natural occurring wormholes. Okay, wormholes, not black holes. Potentially okay. cutting months, potentially cutting month, cutting months of or even years off a spaceship's journey. Three humans, one aliens, and a nanny bot have manned the remote station for years in relative peace until the arrival of Captain Congre and his band of cutthroat pirates threatens the future of civilization and reveals that each of the lighthouse crew has been hiding a shocking secret. <gasps> He who controls the lighthouse controls the part of the galaxy. Wait a minute. From, from the team that brought you the marked and Sonata comes this double-sized sci-fi thriller set in the high seas of space based on the work of master storyteller Jules, Jules Verne. Um, the art is really good, though. It looks good. <laughs> um, that's not even the cover I have. That number one right there. Mm -hmm. the, cover, the cover I have, I will stop sharing this. Do, 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 do. Stop sharing. The, the cover I have looks really cool too. I don't know. Ooh, I almost <laughs> like that one better, actually. Yeah, this one looked a little bit more steampunk on the cover, just cover-wise. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But but like I said, it is straight up science fiction. It's not. A, it's a really good. It's a really good story. I really enjoyed it. But if you're if you if you're hoping for steampunk, that's not steampunk. It's just straight up sci-fi. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But we are a steampunk podcast. <laughs> but, however, I think but part of our mission, part of my mission statement is basically, you know, we, we read it or look at it and, and we will determine whether or not it's sci-fi or, or steampunk, I mean. And well, I've determined this is not steampunk. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but it's still good. Apparently, as I'm poking around the Internet, this must be based on The Lighthouse at the End of the World. Yes, that's and the one. It's an adventure novel from French author Jules Verne. I'm, I'm reading from Wikipedia. Verne wrote the draft, the first draft in 1901, and it was pu published posthumously in 1905, so he'd already passed away. Oh, the plot of the novel involves piracy in the South Atlantic during the mid-19th century with a theme of, so that's mid-19th century, that's into the future for him, right? Yeah. Um, with a theme of survival in extreme circumstances and events centering on an isolated lighthouse, Verne was inspired by the real lighthouse at the Isle of de los Estados, Argentina, near Tierra del Fuego and Cape mm -hmm. Horn. So that's got to be world, really literally. interesting. Uh, they've they just kind of taken that plot and reseeded it in, in this, space. Uh, <laughs> in space, right? Yeah. With robots and laser guns robots. and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, that could still be steampunk. I'm not saying this story is, but, doesn't. Uh, any good story can transcend the setting. Dune is a very good example of that. It's it's essentially um, the medieval era, but yes, space. Mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars is just a drama. You could remove the spaceships and the sword and the laser swords and just replace it with you know horsemen and regular you know regular swords. Um, yeah, Star Trek is Star Trek was wagon trained in the stars. Exactly. <laughs> You know, Lewis and Clark kind of things. Yeah. Um, good stories don't aren't stuck to the technology in which it's there. Now, if you can write a story where the technology gives an awesome spice to the world, then it's great. Like Dune is obviously a book written about oil, and you know, <laughs> yeah, so those that you can you can you can tweak it to make it fit your setting better. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, it's it's really cool. I, li I like 
I like messing around with. with yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, it's just a change of the the, the skin, the the, the mm -hmm. aesthetic. You know, it's it's not. If they didn't put the aesthetic of steampunk on it, you know, with gears and brass and all that kind of stuff, it's just straight up, you know, sci-fi. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I love sci-fi. You know, but but since it had Jules Verne's name on it, I had to double check to make sure. You know, is it is you know, yeah. what how close is it? What is this? Yeah. Exactly. And, and there you go. And as for Vice Sci-Fi, yes, I have talked about Lady Mechanica before in the past, and I love that comic. It is beautifully drawn. Um, the art in it is awesome. The storytelling is fun. Um, and she's almost like a combination of um, Sherlock Holmes, adventurer. You know, it, she's mixed. She's a mix. She's not exactly Sherlock Holmes, but she's a very adventurous kind of girl, um, kind of Indiana Jones-ish as well, <laughs> depending on the story she's in. But like I met the artist and got uh, most of those comics that I have of, that he has autographed by him, and he's he's a really he's a really good guy. He, yeah, art the art is beautiful as well. I, I love it. It's I would I would it's pretty close to being one of the best steampunk out there, <laughs> comic wise. Um, for those who don't know, Lady Mechanica, she is a female who has um I guess in modern day terms she'd be a cyborg essentially, <laughs> but she hmm. has a. Uh, with a steampunk twist twist i like it but um yeah I'll, I'll 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 show some art next time where we can or you can look her up lady mechanica uh, but anyway so that that was my homework so which one do you guys want to go next i don't know i, well, I don't actually, think either of us have homework yeah, I, I will go next because john oh. strangeway came in clutch for me and has sent oh, me something so oh yes <laughs> you mean you mean Steam, steampunk bubba you mean steampunk bubba fett oh yeah well <laughs> among other of his major works that he has done if you go to his page he's been posting yes i know he's a he's a big he's a big cosplayer <laughs> I, just, I, I understand we all have to do that though it's yeah. like, it's, he's obviously steampunk bubba fett and every time someone <laughs> sees him it's like that it's like you know han solo wielding the thing being half like boba fett boba fett right. Right. but uh yeah so he plays a lot of great things and other wonderful uh costumes he has made mm -hmm. and the people that work with it uh, work with him for that but he sent me a uh that's that's the wrong link um get it yet there it is uh, yes no give it to me leave page <laughs> there we are all right i think i am ready now to share my page screen this button <laughs> we're we professionals right. people share no, we're actually we're not professionals we don't get paid for this share screen give i'm not seeing anything there we go it had a lot of buttons there it is all right let me add it to the stream so apparently on the 24th of April 24th that's a saturday we're having the victorian vulgarities or how to curse in the queen's realm uh, <laughs> live on facebook that sounds like fun. Yeah, I know. He's a he's a big Hello? 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 That was weird. It's probably my fault. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's a big what? Vulgarian? Vulgarities. So yeah. Well, you have to read it for the people who don't who aren't watching okay, so us. Victorian vulgarities <laughs> or how to curse in the Queen's realm. Uh, 10 p.m. Saturday, April 24th, 2021. And uh, it's a Facebook, there's a Facebook link and we'll be posting it on the Texas Steampunk Connection. And uh, yeah, yeah, so. I mean, you said on the 24th? 
it's wow, yeah, I got so I got I got I, I got to put this out in the podcast feed like pretty fast now. Jeez. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the fourth place <laughs> now. You really got it. Yeah, both it. Uh, I'm pretty sure probably there will be somewhere where you can find this afterwards. I would I would assume. So, but yeah, that's that's my uh, what I got here. He wanted me to throw that out there. I threw it out there for him. Sure, perfect. That's what we look for. That kind of stuff. Awesome. He shall Brilliant. be. Let's see here. He shall be a part of this. And he's shaped like a pear, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't take any responsibility for who comments or what they comment in our comment section. Well, he's commenting about himself, so. <laughs> but he accepts it, so no, no big deal. So shall we move forward then? We shall move let us forward. let us move forward. Shall you had a, you had a topic you wish to engage in, yes. right? I don't really have a show and tell, but. Uh, I got how the kids say DM'd mm. this week by <laughs> one of our listeners, uh, Suko Sage, who is not even listening, I don't think, but maybe she'll catch up uh, in uh, uh, later. But she asked uh, for us to cover this topic. She says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pick bits out of our conversation." Uh, I've been beating around this idea in my head. Uh, an almost steampunk character builder workshop or how to flex the character for a LARPing scenario. Um, so he's trying to figure out, you know, what's a good way to uh, build a steampunk character for, for LARPing or for taking on a personage of, you know, in the way that we do. <sighs> this uh, is, this is like what every steampunk guy and girl like to talk about ourselves. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I feel like Flavio and myself and mm -hmm. Erica, who's in the room with me, um, we don't have very good personas, characters, good yeah. characters for ourselves. We've done what, uh, what Suko uh, calls uh, Mary Suing, Daddy. which I take to mean just slapping a name and a hat on who we are already because yeah, I, we really didn't even change our names that much really <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying yeah. you're, you're, you're enjoying the steampunk lifestyle and uh, you don't feel particularly need to create a backstory for yourself so I, I don't know that we're the best to talk about this, but we have LARPed before and we have made LARP characters for ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I so think I think I talked about my first experience running across steampunk LARPers at the first convention we went to, and they did not leave a good impression, I shall say. <laughs> I, uh, I have LARPed a little bit, and I've been in, mainly because I was part of the storyline, so I was an NPC that had to help push the story along. I would much rather be an NPC than actually play at this point. <laughs> it, I mean, it's the same thing, though, because I wasn't like the, the, the right. Lex and I, we run the criminal underground of you know, our perspective part of the world. And so, you know, everyone else at the time were be, when, when people were basically doing this, we're like, oh, we're all going to be steamship captains. This will be great. We're going to be airship mm -hmm. captains. There was going to be a captain. Every meeting we went to was, hey, captain. Well, hi, hi captain. Hi, captain. <laughs> everybody's uh, everybody's a captain, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, well, I mean, I don't like, sure, that's cool. I'll have a, I want a ship because I like having the freedom that the ship brings me. And um, I did fight for the captain title. You are right. 
I, I even have my wings running around here somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it was it was one of those things that I, we all saw real quick that it was just everyone wanted to be the captain. So um, and that was actually one reason that literally Lex and I have come up with this whole thing. We're co-captains of the same ship. And so it makes it where it's funny where because of running steam chest at the table became one of those things of who was at the table was the one that got made the decisions. And so that's kind of how we've, we've kind of batoned it back, you know, into our characters playing from a real world perspective. And so we're, we're doing panels, even it's just kind of the moment, especially like this moment in time, right, right now, when I'm running out of things to talk about, she would step in and take over. And so that's actually one of the things that really kind of helped build our characters in mm. that perspective. Yeah, well, I think we I, go ahead. Uh, one of the things I've seen in exactly the situation you're you're talking about, and and I've I've read other people suggesting the same. When everyone wants to be a captain, if you want to stand out, if you want your character to stand out, the last thing you want to do is be a captain. Yeah, find a, another way to to uh, be the character you want to, and uh, if if you want to hold a position on the pirate ship or or what have you. You look at other actual positions that pirate ships had. Um, be the quartermaster. Mm -hmm. Then you're in charge of the food <laughs> and the which, money. Which As is even more the fun. Court, the captain is not in charge anymore. Yep. You are because you're paying anyone, everyone out. Yep. So you are, I mean, if you just call yourself quartermaster mm -hmm. and suddenly, you know, you still get to play that sort of role. But you're different. Well, that and that's what kind of came out with because we were part of a ship called the Coyote's Fortune, and it kind of had its own. It's kind of had its own bitter end. It, you know, it's it's in its own th thralls of the captaincy moving around, depending because the main character who was the captain of it says, "As long as I'm wearing this armor, I'm captain," and then it proceeds to get knocked over the head. And now the medic of the group, which you know, medic was is a very loose term staple guns and you know shoelace threads for yeah you get some frankenstein frankenstein uh stuff going on there for for wound care uh is now wearing the armor so she's now the captain of this of the, this very unique ship so i like it where it's it's able to maneuver around because my character is not really a captain anymore he is very much a i i, I foresee myself as a gangster as much as i can um I find myself more or less in that gray villainy area of, gee, I'm not going to just plow through a bus full of orphans for the sake of it. And, and, and honestly, my morals, there, there's no ethical or moral reason to do so. Uh, even with a lot of money, I'm not going to do that. That That's, that's finally <laughs> one of those things. If you ask yourself as you're building these characters, what your character would and would not do? And you really start finding out kind of the, 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 the boundaries of your character. The other ones are finding out like, um, oh, like what what are, what, is your, what is your character bad at? All your little flaws, and I really think that building your character from your flaws first is fun, because you get to say things like this: "They gave me an offer I couldn't refuse, money." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the character really builds itself pretty quickly there from a very stereotypical point, and then you just kind of fill it in with your with your your, your spin on it, which makes yeah. it yours. I think back when we started, I mean, we we realized yes, everybody wanted to be the captain, and we decided having a ship that sounds like work. That, that's a job. 
I yeah. need to come here to do a job. Exactly. Where's the drinks? Where's the drinks? Yeah, no, that was the whole thing with Steam Chest is it was a job and it's a ship and it's it's busy. So it's like running a ship at a convention, something I'm paying to go to to have fun. Right. Yeah. So we decided, yeah, we're not going to have our own ship. We're just tourists. We wander onto other people's ships. We'll drink. We'll have fun. We'll talk. We'll move on kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like we go where the drinks are, essentially, is how I say. Oh, that'd be so much that you would be so much fun to have on like like a video thing. Like just. <laughs> I've always wanted to do more videography when it comes to the steampunk stuff and I'm in. little, little storylines of yeah, of I'll do whatever. I'll, I'm in. That's good. And literally, well, yeah, I mean, it seems like you, your two characters would be like the old grumpy Muppets, <laughs> <laughs> just but just drunk for like a couple minutes, like a couple seconds to give your one or two liners that are awesome, and then just you know you'd see in the background again over there. But, uh, I mean, because I used to joke like, yeah, we wander onto a ship, we ride around, we don't know where we're going, we don't care where we're going. Oh, wait, your bar's out of drink. You don't have any more liquor? <laughs> it's nice to meet you guys. We're out of here. We're done. Kind of thing, you know. Drink you at a house and home and leave. Thanks. Bye. But I mean, but I don't really, but I mean, we're not really that, we're not really drunks. We don't drink that much, really. But <laughs> I mean, not as much as I my character does. So that's the, that's the most role playing I do is I pretend I'm a little bit more drunk than I am. I'm really you good know? at pretending to be drunk. Yes, by drinking. <laughs> it helps when I drink when I'm playing to be drunk. I mean, because I mean, when we when we when we also created the the Roosevelt Adventuring Society is how, what we call what we call ourselves. Um, and when we go on an adventure, we go like, "Hey, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Come join us. You know, have fun with us. Meet us. We're going to be dressed up. Meet us there." Not very many people took up took us up on that, but we had fun. I mean, like and we went to we like I said, I think we told the story before. We went to a balloon festival. We were all dressed up and fancy, and people loved us there. You know, we walked into the VIP area, and no one questioned us one bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these guys are obviously paying the premium package. Suku, <laughs> I'm so glad you're here because this is your this is what you wanted to talk about. So I'm, I'm glad you've tuned in, um, Flavio. You bring up a, a great suggestion that I'd read, uh, and Suko sort of hinted at it too. Uh, if you don't have a character and you just want to get started, uh, one suggestion was to take a flaw, take a, a well, that was Jack uh, that brought advantage, that up. <laughs> and then and then crank it up to 11. And that is your entire character until you fill in the rest. And, you know, use that to, to interject yourself into other people's business or what have you. Um, being drunks. That's all you need to be sometimes. Yeah. Or uh, I, I don't know. You you need to use your your imagination and you do a little brainstorming, but just just grab onto one thing and run with it. And that was the whole thing about everyone being captains. Is it was like walking into a room full of what was the captain from um, captain, Futurama? Oh, well, well, actually, that, what came to my mind was the Captain Morgan commercial where they walk into a bar, Captain, Captain. Uh, Captain, Captain, Captain. <laughs> it's like it's Zach Brannigan. That's that's right. Oh, Zach Brannigan. Brannigan. And that's, that's how I felt at some of those conventions. At some of the conventions, is like everyone's a captain. I'm just like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of sarcastic people here. And mm -hmm. I look at myself, going, wait, I'm dressed up too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I I looked around, going, there's a lot of pirates, and there's a lot of pirate hunters, and then there's mm -hmm. the, then there, of course, then there's the police guy. And there were the police group of people. I'm like, there's not really good, like just 
not like we have villains. We have mad scientists. Shout mm-hmm. out to Scott. And um, but we don't have any like the grease guys in the between the ones that move things around. And like, you know, we got smugglers, but that's you know, not the guy above the smuggler. We need for the uh, for the adventuring ne'er-do-well drunks like us. Exactly. <laughs> Where you guys end up. And I'm like, what am I going to do with you guys? You're drinking all my beer. But they're, but we're rich. Is that oh, your beer? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave it out in the open like that? Your wallets, gentlemen. I will let you freely drink from these casks. Oh, cash. Today, maybe. <laughs> you mean my? Well, that's just my change. Can I have your <laughs> Ethereum. We'll put it that way. I'll, I'll take your Bitcoin. Suko says, "Too many egos in a room" is what I call it. Let's go back people. to what Flavio was talking about. When we first got, we went to a, a convention and uh, we went to a panel and up on the, on, at the stage, the panel was talking about character building and mostly they were going on and on about their own characters, mm-hmm. which, which was dull. Um, <laughs> and the fact that they were, they were evil and bad guys and, uh, what what really got me, um, and Flavio too, because he he remembers. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, "If we're if we're mean to you or rude to you or nasty, to you, don't blame us. It's our character." <laughs> and you know what? Uh, that's a problem. That, yes. that's not uh, how to make a character. That's how to be a butthole and use it using characters as an excuse excuse and yeah. and that's how you scare off new players mm-hmm. who are interested we weren't particularly interested in talking to them after that exactly <laughs> because because um, i had run across them before that panel in i run across somebody in that panel before the panel started and they were i think they were talking to like a handful of people and when i asked what was happening yeah they were rude they didn't explain to me that, yeah, we're LARPing. This is a scene that we're showing off or doing, you know, yeah. we're, we're walking okay. through a scene, you know. <laughs> yeah, if it's a scene, that's one thing because I've done that. When I've had well, I mean, I didn't interrupt the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I waited till they finished, you know, and talked to the person who was talking to everybody, you know. Right. Uh, when building your character, you have to consider um, how, how you're going to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're building a character that's sullen and moody and it's going to hide in the corner, you're not going to have any fun because nope. nobody's going to be able to talk to you. Yep. If your character is, is shy and quiet and doesn't talk to people, you're not going to have any fun. And if you're making a character who's a complete butthole to everyone, butthole is the word of the day. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to have any fun talking to you. You probably aren't going to have any fun either. Probably. So make your character either likable or tolerable. Or useful. Yeah. (laughs) Give them reasons why they have to talk to other people. So a good example of this, I don't know if any of you have seen this TV show, but The Blacklist. All the characters in The Blacklist (laughs) have this weird, like, they have to work together. And if you really look at, like, Raymond Reddington working with the guy who works at the DMV, yeah, that to me is how I feel at a lot of conventions, because I have, I'll, I'll have characters walk walk up to me. They know they have to deal with me because I'm the one guy who has what he wants, and I'm just sitting here being this dude going, I yeah, I would love a, a sandwich, <laughs> just like you know, just being obnoxious about him. But in the end, I do it, and I'm you know, and it all works out. But you know, it's one of those things of it. I'm a minor irritant to work with, in many ways. 
And um, that, but I was watching that show, thinking about it the other day, going, all these characters are very stereotypical, and they're very well written for being stereotypical. All about because it's all based around Raymond Reddington, which is the yep. Enigma character. So you got to have them all dropping the one line that he can sit there and key off of. But um, but even then, by themselves, it it works. I feel like if we're gonna use that as an example, and you were making a character, Raymond Reddington is the worst character for you to make. Yes, but because, he, because he's he in his mind in in. in your character's mind. He knows everything. He's got all the the uh, the power and the influence, and people have to come to him with mm -hmm. problems. So and in real life, people aren't going to come to you. The problem you're going to need to find a motivation to go to other people. Yeah. the The problem with his character is that he needs the plot to work a certain way for it to work, and that is the key about having a criminal character is like, well, I may know some people. Well, I don't have like 50 people who are working with me at a convention to pull off to make it look like this during an event. So either it's written for me to do it in the plot where I can get away with it a certain way, or there is a certain like being the bad guy in a LARP is yes, I have to be able to, I have a lot of plot armor around me and like, right. I have a higher dice roll or whatever you want to call it by the or, game or, master. To let me or if yeah, or if you're the NPC, then you know you can say you know a lot of people, but then you only have to send them to one the one person that you do have working yeah, there's, in the, in there's the game. A whole lot of plot that works yeah. with Raymond Reddington to do yeah. that because he's the, he's got to have all the stuff. People he's got to have like fifty aces in the hole he can pull from strings, mm -hmm. and that's actually one reason the storyline's getting pretty good now is because he's running out of them. But <laughs> as as a character that plays a lot like him in the world, I I have to you, you know it, it doesn't really work unless you're just you can't control every situation. And that's how Raymond Reddington does it is he controls his every situation. That's one reason I decide I don't mind if I get locked up half the time. I would rather be locked up because it's safer. <laughs> in there. And so, and I get to pick on the guy who I wanted to pick on to begin with at the convention. So I think that makes it fun. I mean, yeah. watching you or watching someone who's trying to play a Raymond Reddington, but fumbling. Yes. That's entertaining. Yeah. But in the end, I still walk away with everything. I'm just not as smooth about it. And so that's also the fun part about it. Okay, well, I say I walk away with everything, but like so far I've pulled off walking away with everything because I have a pickpocketer who's like seven years old now who goes to us with these things. And every time we play LARPs, he runs around stealing people's money or whatever the object is I need him to steal. No yeah. one's watching Lex as she's really being the mastermind, pulling off everything in the background because everyone's looking at this guy. So that's like a, like a that's like a smoking the bandit situation. It's like you have you have you have the bandit out there drawing out the yeah or drawing attention to himself while I'm literally you know, like look at me, look at me, and then yeah. no one no one's paying attention to to Lex, and yeah. she's better at not having anyone pay attention to her. And so I'm just over here being stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, you open. you want someone who can be ignored? I can be ignored. People don't pay attention to me at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why I do you think I'm I'm shout, I'm shouting into the void here? Okay, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, back. I, I, we've been missing some of the comments I wanted to hit on. Um, Vice Sci-Fi said something about my trouble do, uh, is does new attire equal a new persona or just the same persona with new duds? It depends. I know a couple people who have five different costumes for five different characters, or it's one one character with five different costumes. That's me. Mine. Yeah, <laughs> I've tried to change mine up a bit. I'm, I'm still playing myself. And honestly, here's the other thing: if I was going to a Star Wars convention. I would change it up just enough to where my character is just a, you know, running around 
being a smuggler in Star Wars. I would wear probably the same hat. I'd probably take the I'd probably change out the goggles a little bit or take off some of my stuff that's overly steampunk and put on some you know piecemeal stormtrooper armor or something of the right color. Um, I'm just transferring the character to different clothes. That's how I roll. Now, mm -hmm. I feel like when Flavia and I played in in LARP games, a few of them, yeah. Our our characters had basically one or two costumes, and then we had other characters that we were able to jump into that would have very different costumes. Yeah. Um, whereas in steampunk, um, for us, it's not so much LARPing. It's mm -hmm. it's it's although we have attempted some steampunk LARPs and enjoying the <laughs> steampunk lifestyle as ourselves. Yeah, so exactly. There's not a, another character to jump into. Um, which makes it, I think, as Suko gets into, it, it makes the ego more important. You're not going to take on another character in this game. You are you. You're, uh, just, you're just a little more you. Right, right. You're 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 playing up the the parts of you you want to develop, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and so, your character becomes <laughs> much more important for you. In in LARP, characters run a a story and eventually they die or they retire or they go away and you take on a different character screw and, you i'm never dying and so yeah <laughs> it really isn't it <laughs> hopefully flavio fax and jack are not going to die in the steampunk community anytime soon or get us communicated <laughs> well excommunication is a different version of death oh i'm sorry uh, we'll have our we'll have our steampunk cred taken from us as it's been threatened to us one ah, time or another. i sell those cards <laughs> i can get you another one <laughs> hey i have i have my steampunk cred on my vest thank you there you go there you go see i mean quite quite uh, the one thing i like about steampunk and it's very much like the marvel universe there's always a way to bring your character back and honestly to me, I've seen it done to where um, it's been better because of it. Um, one of our characters is a Xeno, uh, a, a, a cryptozoologist, and he messes with like an elder god. Well, it takes him over and like rips his, like basically, like he's fighting it off as an infection for a while, and it's starting to like literally like bulge out and become itself out of him. And so at that one point in time, there was a storyline we did where. It, this was all like written and whatnot. And it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's like weirdly thinking back like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years now. Uh, yeah. You, you, you have a different, you have a different steampunk background than we it's, do. It's a playful <laughs> thing. We have characters. We don't really LARP with rules the way everyone thinks it. But you, you're, you're it's storytelling. telling a story yeah. amongst yourselves. It's interactive storytelling. So and, that's, that's LARP. Yeah, and the characters, like, we all had to come out of it alive, mostly. He died, kind of, and now he's, like, a more rugged, harder version of himself. It, it, the characters changed. It's not like just what happens next Saturday cartoon with the same characters. It's the characters do develop along. And so I do yeah. know some people who it's it's now almost as ridiculous to ask them about their history because it's starting to turn into, like, a novella. I tell them <laughs> everyone's done everything and everyone's been with everybody. And it's now just, I mean, okay. Watch. I mean, with, with the thing with the LARP though, is when I think LARP, you know, you know, you're, you're storytelling. Yes. 
But then it comes down to how do you resolve conflict? Like if you guys get into a fight, how do you resolve the conflict? You know, is what rules are there? Like there's a couple of steampunk clocks I went to recent, not recently, but they we actually use Nerf guns four times. And um, you know, the Nerf guns, you know, you shot somebody, you shot somebody, and sometimes you had armor, sometimes you didn't. You know, and but the but the actual shooting at each other with the Nerf guns was actual. You know, it was real. You either miss or you hit, kind of thing. You know, and. But there's other things like you said, pickpocketing. You know, how do you resolve an actual a successful pickpocket kind of thing, or do you actually have to physically know how to pickpocket? Kind of, you know, that's 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 what a LARP is. You have to come up with some kind of so conflict re resolution. The you way know. we've done it. Sorry, go on. Well, I, I'm I'm guessing the way you've done it is your group. The, the goal isn't to win; it's to tell a story. Yes. So the person who's being pickpocketed, the player. Agrees to have been been pickpocketed because that makes the story go, and that's well, okay. Um, so which is really different than it, it is. It is. It's very less. It's not. I, I would not even consider. It's more like how to host a mystery kind of thing, but even then, it's completely different from that because we do have one of the characters running around being the game master, but he's also a character. But he's a he's an NPC that's driving the story from a perspective. He was the police officer. I was the uh, the criminal slash gray gray not like not villain, but I was putting on a a casino on a steamship that was being that was porting from one dimension to another. So we were having a gambling table. It's essentially Maverick the movie is what we were doing, and so but I was the one that was running the event, and my creditors were there to take my money from the event as much as I was, you know, taking from the winnings from being the guy, the host. And so I had to dodge my creditors, which were players. I had to dodge the guy who wins the actual, all the money and steal all the money. And there was also a silent auction going on of things that were going on. There was a lot of things going on. And okay. Well, where was this happening at a convention? This was at a convention. It was, okay. it was, was it event. like just separately throughout the convention or in a single room or a couple of rooms? It, I mean, how did you determine where the action happened? It was in a panel room and okay. it was a fairly large panel room. Um, there at the, uh, Infinicon. And so it is one of their larger, larger rooms. I would say it's like actually like two panel rooms put together. It's, it's probably it's fairly fairly decently large but not a ballroom and so we had about 30 people and we actually had it set up to where you had if you came in we gave you a sheet of paper and it was here's your character and here is okay. your direct here's your goal okay. that's and more structured so, i like that we you know with, with, with a goal in mind all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. if you came in and you had a character you could take the goal at it we actually had a couple of people who were very new had like we we literally signed them and gave them their first airship like uh, not diploma but like you you know ownership and like all the fire paperwork therein and we all signed it for them and whatnot made it all official so their characters when they came in were they were trying to make enough money to buy the airship and so they had the engineer the captain and you know the first officer yeah 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 so they were yeah, that, that makes money. that makes more sense having you know having people you give yeah. people a character or the goals or whatnot that makes that works out but like a lot of a lot of stuff i've run into is kind of free form and just chaotic um, and this was very free form but it was fairly well, but you have but everybody had goals at yeah. least you gave them a goal yeah. so they're playing card games for real like well, mm -hmm. printed money and so yes you're trying to gather been, that up yeah, we I had, went to a D and D LARP that that had that. Yeah. Basically, they gave me them a character sheet. They gave me goals, and they had a town set up in a big room. You know, every table was a different building, kind of thing. 
And yeah, it worked great. That was perfect. You know, but then there's other other comic other you know other lives that are less structured, I guess. Yeah, yeah you know? like combat's combat's hard. And that was the one thing we tried to get away from was combat because as much as everyone loves it, it's rough. And yes. So we tried to do social combat, which is how we had it. And it was more or less like we put people in situations where they would have to choose to do things like steal or whatnot. And we told people like, all right, so all this fake money, you know, it doesn't leave, you know, it's one of those things that if you lose it, you lose it. People can grab it. People can take it from you. Just keep mm -hmm. your hands on it. And so it wasn't a big deal. Um, any of the items that we wanted to have stolen, like we were doing an art auction one time and, uh, you know, the, the person who was the, I guess the person who was putting on the art auction dies. Like the lights go out there on the, they're on the ground. It's literally now how to host a, a murder. <laughs> nice. And we're all trying to figure out how this person died. And it turned really funny because it turned out no one really cared that she died. And this woman's on the ground for like 45 minutes dead. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's just trying to figure out how to like steal the stuff and like hide it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The whole game and the police officer in the room is doing nothing but like put it back put it back and i'm sitting there like like gam like I, I needed certain items myself as an npc so i was giving missions to people like i need the gun that gun you know it was a special gun like we went over all the things they all had names and whatnot so i needed like the lassiter and this and mm -hmm. that i had like my yeah. goal of winning and people who worked with me to win would get goals you know that i was i was basically a quest giver at that point and so i actually was running around not stealing a thing but everyone's like he stole it because yeah. he's a bad guy i'm like i'm not yeah. a bad guy anyway it, it was fun and that's where my kid was running around pickpocketing people from our ridiculously large cash that we had <laughs> so it was well, fun and that was a way of having it to where it wasn't like mm -hmm. all right roll for initiative and right well one okay I, speaking of that's like that one larp i talked about a minute ago what, when it came down to combat, it was a D, it was a D, What I liked about it, seriously, when it came to combat, then we went down to the miniatures and we put them on the table, and that's when the dice rolled to, to resolve that combat. You know, because you got your stats, your yeah. character stats. You know, and so there was no people flinging around. Same thing with pickpockets. If you want to pick somebody's pocket, you had, just had to like shake their hand or or you know put your hand on their shoulder and then call a GM, say I'm trying to pick his pocket, and then they then they would roll yeah. a die real quick and, and re realize. That make that it, it stops the interactions that way well, slightly so, yeah. slightly but but they were pretty quick it worked really yeah. well the way they you did have it. to you have to figure out a way to make that fast and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the guy who we were working for a while there for a while he actually had a deck of cars instead of carrying around that uh, works too dice. i've so also i've like, been just, you know just is like up oh, you get it mm -hmm. you got king you know whatever and it's a number yep and we did a combat that way uh where we were actually shooting people down a hallway and it was one of the best events ever because it was the nerf the nerf thing where we were all taking it uh, you know he we were all one character on the board there was like 30 of us and we we're shooting at these people who's who kidnapped steampunk santa claus and so we're trying to shoot these like ever regenerating zombie like people mm. that were shooting back at us and we're we're just one guy threw a grenade it bounced back at us took out a bunch of us were laying all over the ground i decided to pick up like a big gun from my friend and start going off with it and apparently i was not proficient in it and so it exploded and i ended up just okay. yeah like the, the long short of it i did really cool funny thing was i threw you know there was a grenade it was smoky i couldn't see mm -hmm. and they're about to get away we're about to lose so i'm just right like, i think i think we've Honestly, I think we've drifted off target. We're the, the oh, yeah, off we topic. Have. I mean, we were we were supposed to talk about character creation, not right. actually LARPs. I mean, well, or, a lot or, of people. Yeah, and that, that was I, the thing is that a lot of people want to do the character thing with the LARPs. 
Yeah. But character creation, I don't know. It, it can, <sighs> character creation has never been my favorite in any game, even like tabletop games. The character creation part is my is the most tedious, boring for me. Um, <laughs> I want to bring this up bef before, because we're running out of time here, but mm. um, still within create character creation, um, there is a game that I only played once, but it impressed me so much. Um, it's not a LARP, but it becomes a LARP by accident. Uh, it This game is called Fiasco. Oh, I played that. That was fun. Game. I think you yes. played it with me. Yes, that was fun. Like, the first half of the game is building your characters, of course, but you're already playing the game. Mm -hmm. By establishing... There are no stats statistics no no attributes yeah what your Easy. character is is completely how you relate to the other characters at the table and you only interact with the ones to your left and right to your immediate left and right essentially right so the <laughs> you person don't, you don't... to your right there's an object and you relate to that object and how it relates to them and like flavio has a pet fish that i sold him last year and if he ever if that fish ever dies i will hate him and that is my character yeah, yeah it was very similar like that it was funny the beginning of the game is just making up these things how, how how you relate to the person to your right and left with these objects and then somehow plot begins and the story is told around the table each person becomes the dm for other people um yeah, and then they, there's ways you can interrupt and and add a, a complication to the, their storyline or something like that. I honestly <laughs> never understood the mechanics of the game, but I had so much fun. Yeah, and what happens in as as the as the plots get thicker and more involved, you find yourself getting out of the table. Yeah, standing up and talking and yelling with the person <laughs> that you have to role play it with, and it's awesome and it's a great exercise for how to create a character sort of huh. on the fly yeah it's fiasco is great i think i think because it's called fiasco the the, the the end point of the game nobody has a happy ending no no <laughs> it's all bad so so would you say that it might be fun to play like a 20 minute round of that next episode oh, no it's, it's, it's gonna take it's more than 20 minutes we could do that there's only three of us i mean well we, we could get a fourth um, it might be something to sit Miss, down at a table and play off camera and then okay. talk about later. Or record, or record it. Or we'll just sit down. We'll just we'll sit down and play and record it while we're playing, just ignoring the camera completely. Just have the camera running, and then I don't know editing skills and talk about it later, kind of thing. We can do that, yeah. Because there's different versions of it. There's a you know the, the one we played and and there's a sci-fi version. We can easily make a steampunk version out of what whatever they have available out there. You know. Also, another question then. So, is character creation something else we would like to dive into in a more analytical and like actual? Like, I have. I can look into it. I have. I have several role playing books that are steampunk oriented that have different character creation things in there. I can look into. I never read them. I bought. Hey, this is steampunk. Lark, not a lot game. Steampunk role playing game. Steampunk role playing game. I have like several of them, <laughs> and I've never actually looked at them about character creation on them. I think those will yeah. give you great ideas for character archetypes and 
you know, sort of roles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they, I don't know that they'll get into how to create a character that's fun to play. You know, it like like what we've been talking about today. Yeah. What not to do? Don't be a dick. Um, be someone who has a reason to be outgoing or engage with other people. Um, and, you know, start start a run like that. I think those are those are skills that you have to develop, and that's all of what learning to LARP is. Mm -hmm. And I say that as someone who does not have those skills. <laughs> <laughs> One but, place that I learned a lot about archetypes, and you know, if you want to just like go and find out like how do you even want to have like the beginnings of your character, how he should act in situations, is TV tropes. Go look up a TV tropes. Go look up archetypes, and you just start reading them. Mine, I came up with like, I can't even remember. I have to go back and look at it, but I had it written down. It's like it's one of the bastards. Like there's a list of them, and so. Yeah, I know. Uh, but like you have all the different arc heroes, arc myths, arc characters. It's all there in a very nicely set up with examples from TV and books and everything. So you can say, oh, okay, this is how I want my character to kind of play out. Like the classic paladin. Here are things that a classic paladin would and would not do. And so, and here are three examples from TV. And it would, and it's not just like, you know, sword wielding. It's like actual yeah. TV people watch these days. Kind right. Of kind of example say, oh, oh that guy's pretty much a paladin yeah yeah essentially like pretty much any fbi agent that is willing to stand up to good and do what right it must be done um is a paladin like the character uh what's his name the, the male fbi lead in um in freaking raymond reddington mm. he is a paladin but as the show goes on he's becoming more not so clean he's becoming kind of a, a, a tarnished paladin he's right willing to allow certain things to happen or go by for the greater good even though it's against his it was against what he was initially thinking earlier and so you start watching the degradation of him i don't know this has been the biggest thing for like if, if you're a writer if you're a storyteller it's easy to like i need three characters that act a certain way boop 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 all right now i can make them personal and uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love reading these things. I get stuck on it and I'm three hours later. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, Suko, <clears throat> uh, um, he says, my, my two characters are pirates, but one is a dim-witted pirate with a heart of gold. The other is a psychedelic pirate that's anti-authoritarian and pro-nature. <laughs> anti-coal. She's anti-coal in the steampunk anti world. <laughs> what is this? Oh, should we burn instead of ducks? I'm, I'm up for burning ducks instead of coal. I'm up for what psychedelics. What are you? What? <laughs> psychedelics. Mushrooms well, for power. Well if, you, well, if you're out of beer and ale, why not? <laughs> what is this mouth sticker about? <laughs> mushrooms are combustible. <laughs> yeah, you, you can burn <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> But, see, but oh wow, yeah. we have definitely we have definitely digressed again, which is fine. We're having a great conversation. I'm loving this, but we are running out of time. We are well past the hour. Yeah. Um. So we should probably go ahead and start wrapping things up. Um. Any last words? Mean I? At the moment, no. I guess uh, I'll, I'll I will pile my books, my uh, steampunk RPG books up, and take a look at them and see if there's anything of interest. Um, and I'll tell you which ones I had. There's some. There, I, I found one at a half price bookstore that I didn't even never even heard of, but it looked interesting, and I bought it and put it on my shelf and never looked at it again. <laughs> but that's you know that's I just me with books. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and we also had the the creator of the the, the test test um, te tetra terra. Te what's that one? Um, um, yeah, that one. Um, my mind just went tefra. back. Not Tesla. Tefra. 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 We had him on the very first season, like I don't know, really early on, talking yeah, about his creation. Yeah, and you interviewed him, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it, it, the, 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 it's probably still available in, in our backlog. First season, early, um, we talked to the, the creator of the Tefra RPG books game. You know, it's a, it's a it's a game based on twelve sided dice. You know, so. Hmm. And uh, we had an, we had another one. I forgot what it was called. And we had at least two others. Uh, on Steve Metz had a had a, a steampunk LARP mm -hmm. called Steampunk. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, that's the one where we are. We were actually on the back cover of one of his books. <laughs> yeah, our picture is on the back cover of one of his books. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So we should talk about this some more. We, we yes. should talk about role yes. playing, uh, LARPing, and uh, making a good, effective characters. Create, yeah, creating interesting characters that are fun to play. Yes, that's the important part. So that's that's our homework <laughs> for next week, I guess. Or next, <laughs> next week, two weeks. Well, like I said, that ne oh, in two weeks is my birthday, so yeah, um, we may not be doing it quite. I, I'm, 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 I'm willing to bet I'm going to be on. I'm not going anywhere, but you know, I might have, I might be distracted you or take may somewhere. Have to do a special thing instead. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I do like the idea of getting together and playing Fiasco. Um, as you know, like he asked, you know, like we were asking, if we were going to get together or not. I think I like the idea of just playing a game of Fiasco while the camera's going and mm -hmm. just. You know, go go just play. I'll bring read up on that thing. Figure out how to how to play it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the book. I'll I'll look into where the book is. Like I said, there's different versions of it now because yeah. since we bought it, since we once played it, so we have to look and see which one we can adapt better to steampunk. I think there's a sci-fi version that might we can adapt to steampunk just by changing the aesthetics. You know, <laughs> you know. I want to give special thanks out to uh, Sukosagi for uh, bringing up this topic. Um, yeah, and, thank you. Uh, getting us to talk about this. This has been great. Um, and I want to say hi to uh, Nosmo, Nosmo King, my friend who I met at the uh, uh, on the Steampunk cruise. I hear he's listening tonight. So that's oh, cool. Nice. Ooh. Well, I don't see him on the well, I don't, He hasn't said anything if, if he is listening. Enough, but uh, rumor has it that he might be listening. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so that, that's that, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find us on Texas Steampunk Connection on Facebook. If you have any comments or questions or um, suggestions, hit us up there. And as I like to say, if you have any uh, criticisms or um, negative remarks, just find us somewhere on Twitter. I don't know whether I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Just just say the thing. Of, and All right. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we know our, the inside joke. Our complaint, our complaint department is Twitter. You uh, <laughs> <so>, um, <laughs> wish to tweet at us. Um, so, uh, so um, yeah, we also week. have we all yeah. Well, we also have uh, if you have like an, any uh, like a longer form question or, or discussion, we do have a a email yeah. address with Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail .com. Um, So hit us up there if you have anything longer or you want to send us anything, you know attachments or whatever um don't don't forget uh jack is uh he has steam chess uh go look him up and subscribe if you wish to get steam chess goodness at once a month at least <laughs> at last i heard right yep yep still once a month <laughs> um you know all kinds of stuff shirts music 
you name it. You know, bobbles. tea, <laughs> bobbles, tea. Awesome yes. stuff. Apparently, I have to re-put in my uh, my 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 uh, currency again. People are enjoying enjoying the steampunk currencies. That we've had for the past. <laughs> nice. Um, also, I want to mention that I am I am in the I am in the beginning of producing another podcast. Uh, I had already produced a podcast in the past called um, Interstellar Sunrise. It was a scripted podcast, sci-fi. It was fun. I am now producing a new one written by the same author. Um, if you want to listen to it, it well, the, the old one, Interstellar Sunrise, you can find it at digitalrexfelix.com. That's where you can find a link. There's also another one called My Earthly Enemy. It's a comedy written by the actors. It's, it's really funny. It's what happens when an adolescent alien kidnaps a human for his school project. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Uh, the, new one I am, the new one I'm starting to produce and is being written by the same author as Interstellar Sunrise will be steampunk adjacent, if not exactly straight up steampunk. <laughs> um, so and I'm currently I am currently they are the scripts are currently being written and the actors are currently being assigned or found or has cast. That's the word I'm looking for. Cast. <laughs> so that, unfortunately, that is some ways off before that will be available to listen to. But I just thought I you know mentioned that it, it is in the works <laughs> and also to, um, you know, put point point your way toward my other work, uh, Interstellar Sunrise, written by, the, by J. Darius Mitchell. And if you like that, then you have something to look forward to for the new one. So, anything you want to add to that, facts? No, no. Add to anything, facts? Okay. All right. Well, then, thank you very much again for listening. Until next time, mind your gauges. Thank you all. Indeed.